everyone. Welcome back, everyone, because we've been gone for a while at this point. We've been, been gone for a month or so, but we're back. Girls Just Wanna is back for season two, uh, and we're really excited about it. And if you're wondering, like, Katie, why are you saying all of these words? You almost never talk this much right off the bat. Uh, that is because my BFF and wonderful co-host, sweet angel Aurelia, is not here <laughs> with me. <laughs> and before you're like, oh, is this what season two is? It's just Katie. I'm turning this off. No, <laughs> please keep listening. Um, please don't abandon us. Aurelia is still here. Just not, she's not, um, she's not like physically here. Um, she is spiritually. That sounds bad. She, uh, she's just busy. <laughs> she was just busy tonight. And uh, this is a time-sensitive episode, so we couldn't. She said it was okay to record without her. And time-sensitive episode because this episode is all about the Oscars 2021. Woohoo! Uh, was it the 93rd Oscar? Is that correct? 93rd? Yes, it was the 93rd. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And we have here very special guest, friend of the podcast who we reference maybe more than anybody else, possibly. Uh, it is the wonderful Joe Wagner. Joe, Hello. thanks for being here. I came as soon as I heard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's stolen from a drag queen. I mean, it's not my joke, but I thought it was it was applicable. Yes, no, I did feel like um I felt I feel kind of like Beetlejuice. Like you've said my name so many times, I'm just gonna appear. That you've appeared. Yeah, I think we did kind of manifest manifest it. Um and I'm not mad about it. I'm pretty pretty happy that you're joining us. Um and some people out there, some listeners, they may be saying to themselves, excuse me, this podcast is called Girls Just Wanna. Exactly. And Joe is not a lady. No, no, I am a man, which yes. does feel wrong, I will say. Um, <laughs> however, you know, this is a bonus episode, mm -hmm. and I'm a very loyal fan of the pod. Maybe and the most loyal. I don't, my mom <laughs> might give you a run for your money. And that's probably good, yeah. Um, well, also, um, like I said, you guys talked about me a lot. So I think I, you know, I should just be like, hey, mm -hmm. what's up? Yes. Give people, I was going to say like a name, a face to the name, but I guess it's just a voice at this right. point. Um, right. Yeah. But also, girls just, it's girls is me and Aurelia. We're the girls. <laughs> so we can, I know we mostly have women on the podcast, but ultimately, it's we're the, we're the girls that just want to learn how to do things and learn about these careers. So I don't know who knows what season two will bring. It's Absolutely. up in the air. Even also, we don't know. I'm a, um, I don't want to say flaming. I am a homosexual. <laughs> so like, which is not the same, but it's also not different. Do you know what I mean? It's adjacent. I was thinking we should call the segment Gay Corner. If if that is what you have christened it, then that <laughs> right. is what we will call it. <laughs> poppers on it. It's now been christened. And now here we are. Wonderful. Uh, so our first Gay Corner then is all about the Oscars. Woohoo! Um, if this is the first time that you are joining us, listeners at home, because you are obsessed with Joe Wagner. And so you're no, like, I'm going to listen to this podcast that he's on, <laughs> but I haven't listened to any of the other episodes. Um, Aurelia and I talk about movies, maybe like every week. Every we single, we yeah. watch a lot of movies to the point that my sister texted me once and was like, how much time do you spend watching things? And I was like, well, that's rude. <laughs> We're not going to answer. That's, that's, there's no um, prize in finding out that answer. So it's no. best just to not, yeah. Let's just move on. Um, but we watch a lot of movies. And so we were heavily invested in the Oscars mm -hmm. this year. I was personally. You are heavily invested every year? Every year, yes. To my detriment. But it, it has been rewarding. So I will, I will stick with it, I think. When did your like obsession with the Oscars 
come to fruition? So I, th- I was thinking about this because I thought this might come up. Okay. And the, the, the main, the biggest one was the Titanic year, which I believe was like, Ooh. and this is the other problem is like when people reference the Oscar years, some people reference the year the award show took place, but then some people reference the year the movie was that released. So it's confusing. I, to this, and I research it all the time. I'm still like, I don't know which one they're talking. Like, I, it's so difficult with years and stuff, but the Titanic year, because I remember I was like seven or six when that happened, but I remember my parents like had it on. And when they won their first award for like costumes or whatever it was, I still remember my mom saying, oh, well, that's one. Meaning like that my mom who had four kids under the age of like, at that point, uh, 15. Oh, uh, and we did have... By the way, uh, we did have Joe's sister on the podcast, season one. Uh, We had Laura on to talk about financial advising. And that is one of our most listened to episodes. Oh, I'll have to tell her that. She'll be so proud. She, it was so funny. She called me after and she was so excited. She's like, do you want my autograph now? I'm, I'm a famous podcast guest now. I said, absolutely. And I was like, oh, I like, oh, do you guys talk about, uh, what do you guys talk about? She's like, oh my God, we didn't even talk about you. I didn't even say I was your 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 sister like then only, I was like that's fine and so that was just so that was so funny to me not. but <laughs> well it's fine we're talking about her now so who's yep. the better sibling you know what I mean I get it yeah I get it yeah. for sure okay so, sorry, back to what you were saying yeah so the fact that my mother who obviously had so much more going on it was such in the pulp culture news that she knew that like Titanic was going to be a big winner for that night was a big deal and so that, obviously I didn't watch the whole thing because I was too young. And then maybe a couple of years went by and then the Gladiator year was the year we watched because my brother really loved Gladiator. And so we just started watching it. And then the year after that was when A Beautiful Mind won. And that was on during spring break. And I was up visiting my cousins and we put it on and we like picked winners. Like we were just, were having fun and it was like a super long ceremony. So we were like play card games in between all the boring stuff. And it was like the funnest night. And then from there, I just kept watching it. So, yeah. Yeah. And uh, would you call yourself like a pop culture film guru or just like fan? Big. I would say buff. I like the term buff, um, obviously, because I am muscular. Yeah. You guys actually can't, I know you can't see Joe, but like he is a bodybuilder in his free time. (laughs) I'm super strict on my diet and workout regimen. Um, <laughs> no, well, well, it's also like the the constant uh, line I'm trying to f- tread is like being informative and then in help and like informing, answering people's questions without being freaking obnoxious, obnoxious. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I always say like, if you enjoy a movie, fantastic. Like I do my very best not to judge people who like what they like. And if I hated a movie and you loved a movie, fantastic. I'm not here to dump on your interest yeah, these are the kind month. of opinions that it's okay to disagree on and you can still be friends exactly exactly <laughs> like i find the twilight movies to be um a problem but i also understand that it completely like defined a generation so sure. i respect that you know what i mean i do i do i do know <laughs> what you mean uh, <laughs> yeah i would say you're very helpful whenever i see a movie I text you about it to see if you've also seen that movie. Um, and it's nice to have that sounding board. <laughs> good, good. And then I usually get some like extra info as well from you. And uh, that's always nice. So it's like, I'm learning. You're an and that's all, that, that's all I want is everyone just to learn. <laughs> um, speaking of, I don't know, learning. Um, let's learn about the Oscars this year. Yeah. It happened. Did things things were good and things were okay. Um, did you do you normally watch the red carpet or do you just tune in for the um, big event? Yes and no. It'll depend. It's it's this really weird thing. Like I almost never watch them at my own home because I don't have a mm-hmm. I don't even have like a TV antenna, which I should just right. go get because like the Golden Globes are on, uh, Oscars are all on like the main. I should just do that, but I don't. I, I just don't. So I typically go like to my sisters or my friends. So it's kind of like whatever they want to do. My sister loves the red carpet. So when I watch it there, we'll watch that. Um, I find the red carpet correspondence to be um, very irritating. So it's hard to like, listen to them, like act like they know anything. And it's just like, I think it's not their fault. I'm sure they're given a brief, 
two mm-hmm. days before and they're like here's who you're going to interview and here's the movie and here's this 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 i'm sure they have no time to prepare but it's also like there is an endless amount of people on twitter who live in los angeles who are obsessed with this who would not need any of that information and they could just have a conversation with these people but yet you have to have insert weird news anchor here who clearly hasn't seen anything and so that's where it's just like all right i don't need to this is a little obnoxious but obviously the fashion is fun to watch and so whoever wants to watch it if i'm there i'll watch it no problem but on my own probably not so much yeah i'm a big fan of the red carpet because i love seeing i love seeing their outfits uh we had a lot of good ones this year and then but i also really like all the like fun conversations and seeing them all like interact with each other and we didn't really get that this year uh understandable why but i was just like this isn't but it was just all of the like anchors host whatever i watched um on e mostly it was okay. just them like literally sitting in chairs with like people at a cafe behind them talking and i was like this isn't what i want and then they would throw up like a photo of someone arriving and i was like i guess that's great but like i could just look on twitter for that yeah so for sure so uh kind of a miss this year for me um but let's talk about like the the ceremony because it's different mm-hmm. than in the past. V- it was very small, mm-hmm. different venue, mm-hmm. different locations all over the globe. There was like one in London, something in Paris, I think, mm-hmm. something in uh, Sweden, maybe. Like just all, which was great. I thought that was great. Like that it was it very much points to that this isn't just an American award it's international not only with international feature but a lot of the shorts are from other countries yeah. and like songs and, and different things so it, it was cool I liked that um yeah it was so so different and I think unfortunately uh, spoiler alert I did not care for these the ceremony um okay good it, to know it was I think what the problem was, it was so low energy just in general. Mm. It was so much talking from the presenters, which is fine. I understand what they were going for, which was like, how did the nominees, how do you start? You're like, what what inspired you to love movies? Like, I yeah, get There that. was a I, lot of extra info. Um, yes. Which I liked. Sure. For the most part. Because uh, I thought it kind of humanized things a little bit, like a little peek behind the curtain, which I was on board with. Um and I guess they were able to do that because there wasn't a host. Yes. Here, so that like freed up time. There were no bits. There were no, um, yeah. m- there was not a monologue. There were no musical performances. So there was a lot of time. Other to than play- Glenn Close. Right. Glenn Close um, <laughs> shaking her, her ass, which we'll get to that segment, which okay, uh, okay. I have a lot of opinions on, but that right. maybe not worth it. Um, so there was time. And I did appreciate that they also did that for like, the, the, the visual effects people and the score people, like it mm-hmm. wasn't just the screenwriters, directors and actors that got the most attention. They did that for everybody, which was great. Um, unfortunately, I think what, what um, was sacrificed for that to happen was the clip packages of the movies. Yeah. And especially this year where I felt like no one watched any of these films that it was a really good chance to uh, there was an opportunity to sell these these movies to the people watching and that just didn't happen and I guess you could totally argue that like well yeah the people watching have obvious like the people who are like intense about it have watched so they don't need to do that but there's still that area of but some people watch it and don't know or only know a couple and I just without the clips and without like showing a visual effect Mm -hmm. moment or showing the costumes or showing the acting clips, like that's what I personally love. So not having that was really too bad for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, And maybe I didn't notice that so much because I did see all but one of the best picture nominees. Um, Did you not see? I didn't see Mank. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Okay. You and another really good friend of mine who was just as obsessed with him as I am, that was the one that they were just like, I can't. It's on Netflix. It was right there and has been out for like months. It's, yeah. Well, so Joe, watched, my Joe watched it and I did watch a little bit of it with him. I just didn't want to like sit down and watch the whole thing. I was kind of like, yeah. I get it. Um, and maybe if it had one, I would go back sure. and watch it. But since it didn't, I'm like, I'm okay with with missing it. 
Yeah, it was, um, I believe the the technical term I used with you was it's so far up its own ass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the the textbook. I was like, eh, I can skip that one. <laughs> I loved Amanda Seyfried. I thought she was incredible in that movie. But it's like Gary Oldman was way too old to play the part he was playing. And it's like, okay, uh, okay, I guess we, you know. And then like David Fincher, who's like one of the best directors. Some of his movies are my favorites. It was like, it was a boring movie, mm-hmm. which I didn't think he was capable of doing. <laughs> and it's just really too bad. But yeah. oh, well. Um, I don't, do we want to get into like the actual awards, the sure. winners and absolutely who didn't win? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What, I mean, let's see. So supporting actor, Daniel Kaluuya and supporting mm-hmm. actress. Oh, I believe- uh, from Minari. Yes, uh, I'm gonna mispronounce it. It's uh, Yajanyun, I think, mm-hmm. is how you pronounce it. That's like pretty much how it's spelled. So I'm gonna go with that. But she played the grandma in Minari. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I liked both of those wins. Absolutely. This is the thing. Like the 20 acting nomination nominations outside of sorry, make Gary Oldman. I thought were just like phenomenal. Like really supporting. good acting this year. Really I good. Agree. Supporting actors, the one category, like the day after the Oscars, I couldn't tell you who was nominated because it's so like not in my brain. It's just always kind of like, ah, like supporting supporting actors is never interesting for me. But this one especially was so, just so stacked. Well, and then there's that, the weird fact that Lakeith Stanfield was nominated in supporting, but was campaigned in lead. So like what, uh, so like at the Golden Globes and the SAGs and other category, uh, other awards, you, you can specify which category you want to be considered in. Oh, the Oscars, you you can campaign, but they can put you wherever they want, which is where it got weird that enough people saw it and was like, well, not lead, but we're going to put like enough, put him in supporting, even though he wasn't campaigned in supporting. It was very weird. Um, yeah, and if, I mean, based on watching Judas and the Black Messiah, I think if I had to pick a lead for the film, it would be Lakeith. Like, yeah. I think he... I know that they kind of shared screen time. Uh, It was kind of split between them, but like the story, it's his story. Right. So his character story. So opens it and closes it. You know what I mean? So like there's that. I don't know if there are other qualifications or like, is there something about how much screen time they have? Okay. It's very subjective. Yeah. Cause Viola Davis had, I think less than 30 minutes of screen time in her film. And she was in lead actress. Meryl Streep was nominated for The Devil Wears Prada. Clearly not the lead of that movie, but very much what the movie was about. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's really just kind of like, I think I heard someone like one campaigner say once like, well, pick the category you want to lose in. Like, like go for what you think, like, just don't assume you're even going to win. Like, sure. do you want to be nominated in lead or supporting? So like, and, and I get that, but I, if I, if I was someone who was like, well, I, it's either, or I would go supporting because the, the, the competition in supporting is always going to be weaker than lead. So there's that, but then you get the category fraud thing, which I don't get too hung up about necessarily because it's like, you only have five slots, like just go where you can go. And, and, and if people are pissed at you do for you for doing that, they won't, they won't vote for you. So it's fine. Sure. That, yeah, I agree. That makes sense. I don't, do we want to get into the other acting? For sure. Right yes. now, or well, should we look at like, do you want to like talk about directors first? Well, for this podcast, we should focus on the, the women winners, I think. Because they were. Yes, that's what I was just thinking of with Chloe Zhao and Emerald Fennell. I mean, I'm yes. obsessed with both of them. Yes. So Emerald Fennell is the first woman to win a screenplay award since Diablo Cody and Juno. Wow. Which, yes. So last decade, so if like, uh, I think it would be 2010 to 2019 or 2011 to 2020 was the first decade that a woman hadn't won a screenplay Oscar in adapted Mm -hmm. or original. So we're starting off this one good. We got one. Mm -hmm. Way to go women. Um, 
And so the promising great. young woman is just, I mean, I'm so happy oh. that it won because what a crazy good story. Um, if you haven't seen it, it really is like, I think it is worth the $20 to, <laughs> to watch it. It's so good. I agree. And it's just so, I mean, it's such, it's, it tells the um, standard law and order SVU story in such a sophisticated, Mm -hmm. dark comedic, but also just heartbreaking way. Yeah. And I think says things about the issue of all of everything that it explores in a very direct, real way, finally. It's very, mm-hmm. it's, she's very clear. You like even that scene with the Dean, like. Uh, that's like the best scene of the movie. I think that's I really stood out to me as like, here's what this is about. In case you right. haven't picked up on it just yet. Here it is in front of you. And uh, what's her face was also like great in that. Um, Connie Britton. Yes. I love her. So she could, she can do anything and I'm on board. Um Yes, great, fantastic. And that's all the Promising Young Woman won. Yes, right? only one screenplay, yeah. But mm-hmm. it got five nominations, which for a film like that is 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 it maxed out basically because yeah. it's not a period piece, because it's not effects heavy, there's no sound, there's no you know what I mean? Like it, the only thing that it maybe could have gotten that it didn't was like a supporting actor nomination for Bo Burnham, maybe. Ooh, yeah. um, but that was a long shot from the beginning. So not really, but it got editing picture, actress, screenplay, and director. And those are five Mm -hmm. huge ones. So, you know, quality over quantity is what we're going to say. Yes. Agreed. Um, And then adapted screenplay, The Father won. Mm -hmm. Um, Adapted screenplay is tough for me because it's like, I don't know what the original was. (laughs) So I don't know how good of a job they did. But I will say the story in that was very good. Yes. Um, the Father I watched, because it was released, I think, last of all of them. So that was maybe one of the last ones I watched. Actually, I think Judas and the Black Messiah was the last one. But regardless, like, I watched that and I saw it in a the theater with a mask on, everyone. All right. <laughs> God, no, just, well, I'm not kidding. I was wearing a mask, but I yes, am not upset by that um, fact. I'll, I'll wear a hazmat suit. I don't give a shit as long as I can go to a movie. I know. I miss the movie so much. We yeah. went and saw a movie for my birthday um, because I was like, this is all I want is to like see a movie in the theater. So uh, we did that and also wore masks. It was fine. What'd you see? Oh, we saw um, The Long Weekend. It was this like little indie film that came out and it's kind of about oh, like man. time travel a little bit um, and uh what's his face damon wayans jr from new girl coach from new girl was in it and it was very cute okay love that um so i was watching the father and i just was really blown away by that film and i was just kind of like ah and like with the whole anthony hopkins of it all i was just like yeah. this is incredible like the it's script, a very good film the directing and just like it's ugh. only an hour and 37 minutes Thank you. Very yes. easy. Very easy yes. to get through. Um, it is the last, we watched it on Saturday. We watched that and Sound of Metal. Those were like the last two that we really had to get through. So yeah. it was a depressing day. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say it was like pretty quick and it moves quickly. Um, it's not, if you're thinking like, I don't want to watch it because it's going to be like a stodgy film. It's not. At all. It's honestly, like I told, I was telling Dustin, uh, my husband, the, uh, yesterday, it's like, honestly, like a low key horror film. Mm, it's you know like what I mean? a it's, psychological thriller almost. Yeah. Exactly. Like that, it does have people, that vibe. Yes. New people are showing up and he, cause you're, you're seeing it all through his eyes. The mm-hmm. one suffering from dementia or Alzheimer's. I don't think it's ever mm-hmm. specifically no, said what he has, but you're seeing it through his, you're experiencing it through his. So you understand why these people who are suffering from this disease have these outbursts and are yeah. s- just scared all of the time because they have no idea what the hell is going on. And it's really just an c- entirely cruel um, twist of like nature that happens to people. It's it's so, yeah. it's horrifying. Agreed. It's very good. Yes. People should see it if they haven't already. Um, and then director Chloe Zhao won for Nomadland, which yes. I think that director win is deserved. For sure. 
Um, That's what I'll she, say about Nomadland. <laughs> yes, she was the first uh, female winner, uh, second ever in the category and first since Catherine Bigelow for The Hurt Locker. Mm-hmm. So super cool. Also first time that two women have been nominated in Best Director ever. So incredible. Greta Gerwig. I mean, Our, like, if oh, I need her to do another movie immediately. But um, yes, yeah, so, so that's all great. And I don't mean to be like, good job about it. Cause it's like, come on but yeah and this is maybe more uh but it's kind of just like what when i hear all the criticism about the oscars about how it's always just like old white men and you know uh the lead awards did not go to actors of color when they easily could have and Mm -hmm. i definitely like agree and hear all of that completely and uh, uh support those feelings at the same time, I also like to look, I also like for my own personal mental well-being. I like to look at the moments that happened that did make history, that where they are breaking it down and, and give, when awarding new people. Like, I think that does help along with calling attention to wh- what they get wrong, calling attention to, hey, well, yes, that sucks and that's bullshit, but this happened too. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't want to like discount the progress that is being made. Right. Even though it might not be enough, right. you know, we don't want to ignore it. Exactly. Um, so did she you has- watch any like shorts or documentaries? I did. I went to see, because um, this Keystone Art Cinema here in Indy, uh, they show, they, they have, um, they show the live action shorts and the animated shorts. So you can buy like a ticket and they show the five that are nominated. And I then they show that. like, oh. it's so fun because it's Good short. Job. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, did you know that the shorts were short? I had heard that might be the case. Um, yeah. That's what you had me on the podcast was to explain to you that the shorts. <laughs> um, but so, and then they show like um, other ones as well, like as honorable mentions, probably like mm. other ones that made the short list and like almost got nominated or whatever. I typically watch one or two of those and then I, I leave because <laughs> I'm like, well, I've gotten what I came for. So I'm going to go. But um, so I, <laughs> I went, we went and saw all the animated ones and that was mm-hmm. super fun. Um, and then I watched My Octopus Teacher, ironically. I also watched it because I figured it was going to win. And I had already seen, I saw Crip Camp like last year. Okay. Um, and I think I, I think I picked that as the winner just like out of hope because Crip Camp is so, so good. It's like, Mm -hmm. even if you think you're not going to be interested in it, you will be. It's a very uplifting story. And okay. oftentimes documentaries like that kind of aren't, they're like pretty mm-hmm. depressing, but this was really cool to see the change that was enacted. It's all about like how the ADA, like American mm. Disabilities Act uh, came about and what had to happen for, for that to occur. And it's, it's really good. My octopus teacher was like visually nice. I liked being under the ocean. Right. Well, and what's so weird about that was like, it's a nature documentary, which there are 100,000 of every single year, but yet this is the one that broke through. It's always just so interesting. There's no rhyme or reason for any of it, but it's, I thought that was interesting. Um, So, and that was, I think that was the only one I had watched, although a lot of them are available. Like that's, that is the cool thing about this year is that a lot of the options or the nominees are already on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. Mm -hmm. So you can go back and watch if you want. Like Hulu has a lot of, um, has a documentary called The Mole Agent. I think The Collective is on there, which was a foreign language and a yeah. documentary. I think The Mole Agent is very good. I want to watch that. Um, yeah. Good things, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so those were the only things. So yeah, I didn't watch any of the live action or documentary shorts. So picking those, you just kind of have to just throw a dart at a, a board and just hope you're right. I watched um, the winner of the live action short film, Two Distant Strangers. I watched that okay. a couple weeks ago and- Netflix, that's on Netflix, yeah? Yes, it's on Netflix. Okay. It's very good. It is hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't want to like spoil it because okay. uh, there is kind of like a twist, but it goes along with uh, just everything that's been happening with like police brutality and like the mm-hmm. murder of black and brown people. Um, at their hands and but it's it's really good so i would recommend everybody watch it i think it's like very powerful um mm. but it is tough to watch i think if you're like an empath like me who gets <laughs> totally. like very emotional when things are happening to other people um, right yeah it's it's a lot so like don't 
don't do it before you're about to like go on a first date, but um, it is worth taking half an hour to check out. Yeah, for sure. And then like um, another nominee, a, lo- a love song for Latasha is on Netflix mm-hmm. as well, I believe. So yeah, there's definitely like uh, a friend of mine uh, reached out, reaches out to me every couple months for uh, suggestions for shows and movies and stuff like that. And I finally was just like, look, what I do is, and it's because I'm an awards person, but I just go like to the Emmy nominations or the Oscar nominations and just watch as what as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And uh, because for me, also because I'm an awards nut, but it's like, there's too much. <laughs> there is too much to choose from. Yeah. So for me, um, if it's being recognized, it warrants a viewing for me. Sure. And if you are not that way, by all means, if you, and don't get me wrong, I love my trash TV. I mean, I, we can have a whole separate podcast about that, but um, I watched The Circle. I watched The Challenge. I watched- Oh my gosh. Okay, after this, we have to- Are you caught up on the new uh, season of The Circle? I haven't started. I haven't even started. I know. I know. I'll start it tonight. Don't worry. Please do. It's like, uh, I didn't realize how much I missed having The Circle in my life until we started watching the new season. And it's truly like, what a gift that Netflix has given us. It's, I think it's far and away the best of the Netflix reality shows. Yeah. I think. Um, So if you're out there and you're like, I love Love is Blind or Too Hot to Handle or whatever, um, this needs to be in your life, the circle. Do they still bring in people like new people sometimes? Yes. That's my one issue with it because I just don't understand how they're ever supposed to win. <laughs> like there's there no are, way. There are like some new twists. Okay. With okay. This season. And I won't say any more than that, but it is, I'm on board with them. Yes. Well, so. but it was like last season when that like guy came in with his mom and it's like, mm-hmm. he was there for one day and they're like, okay, time to vote for the winner. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. this is ridiculous. Like, how is he, like, how is this even, uh, not that it needs to be fair, but like like logically, how does mm-hmm. this work from like a game structure? It just doesn't. But I understand fine. that. Yes. But I definitely will need to check it out. Um, uh, okay, let's see. Oscars. What were we talking about? Um, oh, just how you watch TV. Yeah. So like go through the list. And even if you don't want to watch all the nominees, go through the winners and see like if mm-hmm. any of those speak to you in any way. Yes, I agree. Um Okay, do we want to talk about any of the other awards, like the art awards, before we get to the big three? Um, what was interesting was, so uh, I list, um, apparently there is a stat where I, I learned before the awards where no Best Picture nominee has ever just won production design. So Mank was, had production design in the bag from, like, from Jack. Yeah. Like, it was happening, no problem. But that was the only one that it was really expected to win. But then I heard on this podcast, I was like, well, look, here's the thing. Like, if you're a Best Picture nominee and you're going to win Best Production Design, that is not the only thing you win. You win something else. And I was, I thought that was so interesting. And I was like, well, I don't even, I don't like to go down those rabbit holes because then all you do is just kind of screw yourself out of getting a a category that you thought you had right, wrong. Because you're like, oh, well, this weird stat that no one knows about. And that like... Mm -hmm obviously the voters don't know anything about they don't know that they're just voting for what they like but it was interesting and I was like oh I wonder if that'll hold and then Mank won cinematography out of nowhere when that all that was going to Nomadland I I thought it was going to go to Nomadland yes and so when that happened I was like holy crap like that whole that like weird up up. it was so weird I love that stuff though I like drives me crazy um other art awards no i think like sound went to sound of metal like that Deserved. makes sense yeah completely uh editing went to sound of metal i would have given that to the father just due to like how that story was told mm-hmm. i think that's but what i, I think too but yeah I, but you know whatever that's fine um yeah ma rainey won costumes and makeup uh mm-hmm. first black uh, woman to win in makeup i think they were the first ever to be nominated oh my gosh also can we talk about her the story about her grand grandpa and I how these... he was like a Tuskegee airman and oh. then, and then and was then, in like, the Pan Am games I... and met and he, like it was crazy it was like if Forrest Gump was real like he it's <laughs> man was. like where is his movie like Jesus like come on and it was crazy and like I thought the speeches frankly were going on a little too long insert mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya's speech here if you want um the 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 clip of him <laughs> talking about his parents having sex which 
Wait, whatever. But like, you know, we can still play people off when they're getting a little, getting a little loopy. We can just play them off, and it's fine. And then there's no them disrespect. cutting to his mom at that moment. I was just like screaming. Yes, and she was like, "What is he doing?" Like, my God. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then she got up there, and I was just like, "Hell yeah!" This is exactly why I watch the show. Like, it's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, so that was really interesting. Visual effects went to Tenet. Fine. Sure. Um. I think that's everything. Oh, song and score. Uh, a soul one score that was obvious. And then I picked um Husevic from the Eurovision. Me too. I just really wanted it to win. I know. Wait, actually, I think I picked the song from One Night in Miami. I don't remember, but I wanted Husevic to win. Well, I have such issues with that category because four of those songs were just played over the end credits. Yeah. And then Husevic was clearly in the film. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, what are we doing? Are we are we awarding the best use of a song in a movie? Or are we just awarding whatever song happens? And so, whatever. And I like I like her. I like that Judas and the Black Messiah won a second award. So I'm fine yeah. with it. But I, I just think also it's, Husevic was an amazing song too. So there was that on top of everything else, but no, no qualms with who ended up winning. And that was a really tough category that could have really gone to any of the five. So that was fun. Yeah. Did you watch any of the international feature films? I have not, but I've heard that another round, which was the winner. I've heard it's very good. Yes. Also um, the clip from better days where it was just those two people looking at each other through a screen crying. I was <laughs> well that's the best acting I've seen all year so what's happening like where were <laughs> what what's going on because that was like so they didn't say a single word but what they were able to convey it was like joy happiness sadness heartbreak like it was incredible it was absolutely incredible yeah yeah I I need to like look that up I'm intrigued by what yeah. that is about um <laughs> Okay, I think, I mean, I think that's like pretty much all of the other stuff. Uh, so the, like one of the big things about the Oscars this year is that they changed the order of the awards. What um, are your thoughts? Okay, uh, I hit a new decibel of screaming <laughs> when that happened. I wasn't aware. I have a pretty high pitched scream as, as, as it is, um, as I talk deeper to suit everybody. <laughs> uh, but I, I like when Rita Moreno came out because I knew there were only three left and also they put director way ahead like directors yeah. to be like it's like sometimes director actor actress picture or whatever but that was like the seventh award given out and I was like what has happened why are they doing this I think that was did you hear that yes are you okay remote, yeah I'm fine I think the remote fell off my bed which I mean hey um it's the oscars right okay anyway um <laughs> uh so they gave out director way way early which was strange and then so they only had picture actor and actress left and like the way they do it is like last year's winner presents you know the opposite genders um uh category so uh-huh. actress does actor actor does actress which also they changed and then marita moreno came out like, and i was like what, what? Yeah. Okay, look, we already did him memoriam. We already did like what el- what else could there possibly be? And then best picture got shown. And I was like, no. <laughs> it's like, and then they showed all the clips. And I was like, okay, maybe they're just doing like all the clips. And then they'll they'll circle back. And then she started opening that fucking envelope. And I was just like, all right, this is anarchy. And yeah. what the hell was going on? And then when you realize that the gate, then Renee Zellweger comes out and she's supposed to be presenting actor, but she's presenting actress. I yeah. don't understand why. It's not like Joaquin Phoenix had us. So all of this yeah, to say- Yeah, they were both there. Like, oh, wh- seems pointless. Well, and it's like, you're trying to, you're changing tradition for literally no reason. Yeah, yeah. And all it's going to do is just anger the very vocal fan base of the Oscars. <laughs> and they have the time, so they're going to do it. And because like my sister who I watched it with, she's like, oh, I kind of like that it was different. And I said, yeah, that's great. But like the problem, so here's my only thought is that they were certain Chadwick Boseman was going to win Best Actor. So they wanted to end there. And I don't, this may be a little too conspiracy theory, but ABC shows the Oscars 
Chadwick Boseman, obviously being Black Panther, Disney owns ABC. Mm. Maybe they wanted to like end on this emotional note. I was kind of wondering because even if, like, I totally understand them thinking he's going to win. Everyone thought he was going to win. Um, But even so, it feels weird to end it like that. Like, it feels weird to change the whole thing just for that. I don't know. I don't know that, like, if if I were the person that they were changing it for, would I be like, wow, thanks Oscars. I so appreciate you giving me the final spot. Like, I don't think I'd care. And I don't think he would care. I mean, not to put words in his mouth, but he seems like a pretty laid back guy. So. Well, it's like 92 years of tradition. He just threw out the window for, for what? And like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I, I'm, I'm, it sucks that he's dead. And like, I, he was such a phenomenal actor and that's yeah. like, and he, you know, it would have been great for him to have won, mm-hmm. but uh, it blew up in your face. Like all, like, and the person who won instead wasn't there because he's 82 and lives in Wales and was tired. Yeah. It was like, like 3 a.m. there. So no, he's not going to be awake. No, he's, he's good. You know, he didn't think he was winning. So he's good. You know, um, I mean, just wild. And then like, also like, with Frances McDormand winning actress, which was also a not like, that was a huge like surprise too, because yeah. well, actress really could have again, gone to any of those five, which was sure. wild, which never happens. It's typically I locked I was really in hoping from... Carrie Mulligan would take it just oh, because of I how know. much I loved that film. But yeah, it was just a little bit of, it was like underwhelming, I guess, yeah. especially because we know that like Frances McDormand does not give a shit about yeah awards and that's part of what makes her great so i'm not yes. like upset about that but i am just like I, what was this the best of nope. the five i don't know yeah yeah it was it was interesting well and also just like you know she again a very like um monumental moment she won she's the only other the only other actress to have three best leading actress Oscars is Katherine Hepburn and she has four. So like what she did was a huge accomplishment, but it's overshadowed because pictures already been given out. She already talked because she was a producer on that movie as well. So she won two last night, which is great. But it's, so it's just like, ah, all right. Like there could have been other, other, uh, like historic moments Mm -hmm. in that, in that category, because there were, Three, I think three of them were first time nominees and we had what, two black women? First time that's happened since like, uh, I'm gonna get the year wrong, but like the 60s or something yeah, ridiculous. So, so. so it wasn't the only way for it to be right. great. <laughs> right, and yeah. it just got, it just got, so yeah, maybe if they thought, oh, Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman are gonna win. Viola Davis would be only the second black woman to win best lead actress and Chad McBose, you know, like is dead. And so it's this wonderful like memory. Sure. Uh, but I think we've learned that that's a terrible way to structure your award show because <laughs> it mm-hmm. just didn't, it didn't work. Now, the one good thing I will take from it is they clearly do not tell them the winners beforehand. <laughs> clearly. Yes. Yeah. So that's the good to know. Voting integrity. <laughs> I guess is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it just, it was underwhelming on maybe a few counts. And it also is kind of a bummer because Anthony Hopkins was very, very good in The Father. And now it's mm-hmm. like, uh, it feels like it soured his win a little bit. And, I, I, you know, I would be happy if Chadwick Boseman had won. Um if he wasn't going to win, I think this is a good other choice, but like, yeah, it's just all weird. They made it all weird. Right. And you know, it's tough too, because it's like, uh, uh, best actor had three actors of color nominated and they gave it to the oldest white guy. And, and, you know, best actress had two women of color and they gave it to, you know, uh, the oldest white woman, you know what I mean? So that's too bad. But at the same time, it's, uh, you have to look, I just, just find the, find the good news if you can. And if you can't, I get it, but just do your best. And uh, it's just going to take a while, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, Best picture. 
what did you, so no man land one uh what did you want to win which i was promising you young woman. promising young woman all day um it's it's so interesting because nomad land is an artistic film right mm -hmm. and i used our air quotes for artistic for <laughs> the listeners at home so i always struggle when it's like you have movies is, is it art or entertainment sure and of course it could be both but you you know what i'm talking about those movies that are so slow that don't have a ton of dialogue it's a lot of establishing shots and it's a lot of reflecting and stuff and i get it but at the end of the day for me as a movie viewer myself i am always going to gravitate to the movies that i would rather watch again i'm never watching nomadland again yeah. i'm watching promising young woman again i'm gonna watch i would tell people to watch the father things like that so i just it's tough um i have no qualms with it winning by all means it's not like my least favorite winner ever so that's mm -hmm. fine um, and also, again, with the year being what it was, the huge movies weren't, they didn't get released. Yeah. So a small movie was probably going to win. And it did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it didn't, it did not sweep all of its categories, which I, I prefer, you know, especially if I'm not a huge fan of the movie, I don't need it winning every yeah. single category. So it won three major ones. Um, it's the first uh, winner uh, to have a it's the first best picture to also win best lead actress since million dollar baby in 2004. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. Like the, if it's a movie about a woman, it doesn't typically win best picture. And this one did also great. So we'll look at those positives for sure. But it definitely was not my least favorite. It was, I think I had it ranked like sixth in my, in my ranking and you know, that's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. I was really pulling for uh, Minari. I loved it. I thought it was a very like sweet story and really good acting, uh -huh. even from like the little kid. He's so yeah. cute. Uh, but uh, the parents, especially, and that really, and the mom, like really, really good. Um, well, and it just goes to show like all of this is just like a very, like, because I know you're very um, politics and history minded, like, Yes. The Oscars are the exact same. It is a politics game, 100%. Yeah. Like, why the mom from Minari got no nominations anywhere. Yeah, Meanwhile, like, Stephen Yun and Yoo Jin Yen, like, won. So it's like, yeah. why Why would they not also nominate her? But if there was no campaign behind her, if there was no mm -hmm. momentum, if they thought, look, Beck Jatris, it's really hard to get into, so we're not going to even worry about that. Like, it's just interesting. I agree. Uh, speaking of history and politics, we didn't really talk about Trial of Chicago 7. Yes. Didn't win Skunked. Skunked. anything. Um, and I'm okay with that. It is a good film. Mm -hmm. I would definitely recommend people go watch it. Um, but yeah, it's not as like artistic maybe as some of these others. It is entertaining and it's a good story. But it's like it just is what it is. I feel similarly about that and One Night in Miami. I and because yes. they're kind of similar vibes. For sure. Um, yeah, I, and I'll throw in um, Ma Rainey's with that as well, which was, well, Ma Rainey and Sound of Met, or um, sorry, uh, One Night in Miami were plays that they turned into yes. movies. Right. And you could 100% tell. Yep. Uh, Trial of the Chicago 7, I don't think that was a play, but... Aaron Sorkin directed it. He kind of just put his camera up and was like, okay, hey, speak my dialogue. It's really good. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and he is a great writer. Like, I'm not going to deny him that. No. Uh, it, if you are a fan of Aaron Sorkin, you will love this movie. I loved that Sasha Baron Cohen was nominated for it. I thought he yeah. did a great job in, in that role. Um, so I, like, I liked that it got nominations. For sure. I mean, I, it's probably like one of my, it's my lesser favorite of Aaron Sorkin movies. I even liked Molly's Game better, which he also directed that one with Jessica Chastain. I, yes. I really like that movie and nobody's seen it. <laughs> I know. I it's really good. So good. It was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is. It might be, I think, but um, yeah. And so, so it, it was, but at the same time, so incredibly timely, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. this movie like came out like, during the summer when all of those protests were happening yeah. and it's just so like with that and there was another movie oh um not oscar well kind of oscar related i watched nine to five for the first time like a month ago or so oh, yes they played uh they played some dolly on yeah. the award on the mm -hmm. yeah 
because <laughs> that song was nominated for best song in its year. And that movie came out in 1980. And the whole premise is these three women take over the company basically and implement all of these like work working improvements and how it was like the same issues that we want today. Yeah. And more companies have it like um, working from home or, or daycare services or whatever. So obviously it's not the same as it was in 1980. But like that movie, watching that and watching Trial of the Chicago 7, I was just like, wow. There are a lot of parallels. Nothing, nothing changes. Like nothing changes. Or just um, changes very slow. Like yeah. um, we won't go on too much of a tangent for this, but people talk about like, you know, women's suffrage and the right to vote. Sure. And it's like, you have to understand that that was a like hundred year long battle mm-hmm. And there are women who fought very hard for the right to vote and died before that was realized of just like old age, because yeah. that kind of change, it is very slow and incremental. And so when people are today fighting for great causes and getting frustrated that change isn't happening soon right. enough, um, that's not, it's not new. And so we don't right. want people to like give up because they think like, well, I didn't win this one thing. Like we didn't get this one law passed. And so it's useless. Like it's not, you just have to like keep, keep at it and like picking away and it will change things for your children, your children's children or your, you know, your like friends, kids, whoever. (laughs) whoever Um, So what if I'm not going to have, yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, right. And it's just like, um, it's a, it's unfortunately just a really messed up situation where like minority rules right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm not like right now, right now, like obviously we have the presence, um, sorry, the Democrats have the presidency and the, and the Senate, but, but I thought you, you meant know me, I mean? like the gays. <laughs> no, 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 no. We also have that. Don't, don't be fooled. Right. The gay agenda <laughs> is right on track. It may not seem it, but it's there. The gay agenda. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, but yeah, all of that, all of that aside, but. Um, actually, this is maybe kind of a good segue, just talking about like, you know, old people, uh, the in memoriam, I was I watched that, that whole segment jaw dropped at how quick people barely got two seconds, because so many people died. Right, right. So it was kind of like, okay, are they are they doing it this quick because they want to put in as many people as possible and, and try to give as much uh, behind the scenes people their moment? Great. Mm-hmm. But my God, it was like, if you blinked, you missed two people. Yeah, yeah. It was overwhelming with how sad it was. Oh my gosh. So, so many people. Um, I wish that maybe they had like made another like one of the presenter intros, like a little bit shorter and could have made it oh, just, don't even a get me started. Bit, just a little bit longer because it, it was, yeah, it was like tough to watch it go so, so quick um, and not just be like appalled. <laughs> so here's the thing. They gave out two humanitarian awards, yeah, which they have really never awesome. done that's in recent awesome. years. Let alone one, let alone two. And I'm not saying Tyler Perry didn't deserve his. I'm not saying that that other organization they gave it to didn't deserve it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But that's never been awarded on the main telecast before. Those each took easily 15 minutes. Yeah. Then you had the absurd bit with the songs, which I'm still not even clear what was going on. And neither were they. Nope. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was weird. So, what was unfortunate, and my point is, we did this wildly unnecessary bit two hours and 45 minutes into this telecast. Mm-hmm. And then we sped through the in memoriam because we were short on time. Yeah. Can we, can we focus? Can we focus on what we want to say here? And like, even the people, like, I just, I like, they were playing songs and people had to guess what song it was. And then they were commenting on how it wasn't, awarded by oscar it was a weird trivia thing that it's like if we haven't been doing these bits all along correct then this probably isn't the time like let's pick a lane right it was like we have five awards left 
we are not like ahead on ahead of schedule because it was supposed to end at 11 and of course it never does right but i i just was like make it make sense to me i don't understand why you think doing a bit for uh whatever 15 minutes over songs and granted you got the good close moment which is what anyone is talking about so mm-hmm. cool and all but i just from a producer standpoint, from a directing standpoint, like what is the point of that? It's yeah. just, it was so frustrating. I agree. Um, looking forward yes. before, before we go, uh, is there anything that you're kind of like hoping for next award season mm. um, in regards to either nominations or ceremony or anything else? Yeah, I hope, and it all depends on the movies that come out, right? Like a lot of the times, there's a I lot feel of like anger. We're gonna have a shit ton of movies oh, come out this year. It. Like it's, it's gonna, gonna be a impossible. crazy competitive year. I'm so yeah. excited. I know. Like if I don't answer a text, it's because I'm in a movie. Like like just <laughs> Zoom. Anyone? Just, that's what I'm doing. Um, I because it it'll depend on the movies that come out and like if if the opportunity is there. But I would really hope that the progress of the women director narrative doesn't regress. A lot yeah. of the time it feels like, oh, well, my God, we did it. We solved the problem of women directors <laughs> at the Oscars. So we're going to go back to the same five white guys we nominate and we'll let, mm-hmm. you're going to let us have this next year because we let you have this last year. Like it's very much what it feels like they fit, like the narrative is. So I just hope that if there are strong films directed by women that they get recognized in the directing category. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the other thing too, is like, people will be like, oh, what about this movie that no one saw? Where's that? Where's the nominations for that? And it's like, you have to understand the game you're playing. If you don't understand what the game is, then you're not going to understand. Like, you know what I mean? Like this small film that no one saw that no one got distributed is not going to get nominated for best director. It's yeah. just not. Um, if it's a small indie that then finds traction at a festival and then gets picked up by a distributor, there you go. But you just have to know how it goes. But I would hope that happens. I thought Ryan, the last dragon was incredible. So I would love for that to obviously be nominated and hopefully win. It's hard to say. I haven't watched it yet, but I know I'm going to love it. So. (laughs) So good. Um, I'm always like hoping like Saoirse Ronan and Jennifer Lawrence get nominated. I want Viola Davis to get, I, I'm very much like a fan of like, rack up those nominations, girls, let's mm-hmm. go. Like it's, I, I just love that stuff, but also like fun newcomers as well. So we'll see. It'll be very interesting to see how this next year goes. There are, they are extending best picture to 10 again, just Great. flat out 10, which I think is good. Oh, let's play this game. If there were two more spots, because they only had eight Best Picture nominees, in your humble opinion, which two do you think get the other nominations? So I do think I Care A Lot was good. You loved that movie. I really enjoyed it. It was a fun ride. It was a ride of a film. And that's pretty different than, you know, some of these other ones. And so I think that, warrants something and it did get globes so it is what it is um other than that gosh did i watch any movies this year what a question right. <laughs> right, or which one were were movies and which one were like tv movies like it, it that line is completely gone i have no idea yeah. what's anything anymore I don't know. What are, what are yours? Uh, Cause I feel like the only other movie I even watched was like bloodshot with Vin Diesel. So obviously that's <laughs> which not. Could, which could count. You never know. Um, <laughs> so I always, so I would probably have two answers for this. Like the, the reading the tea leaves of like the Oscars, like who they would have given it to mm-hmm. probably would have been Ma Rainey's black bottom because it was weird that it missed out to begin with. And then that didn't get nominated for best picture. Oh, wow. Okay. I just assumed it did. So. Right. Well, you got all the other nominations and that's when people were like, oh, Viola and Chadwick are going to win. I was like, it doesn't have a best picture nomination. I don't think it's going to win both lead acting. I thought it would win one. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it, but anyway. Um, And then I think One Night in Miami was probably in the 10th position just because again of the nominations Mm -hmm. it got, it got screenplay, it got an actor, it got a song. So the momentum was behind it. So that's what I would assume were the next two if it was like what I'm going to pick, like what I'm, I would put Palm yeah. Springs in there. I 
did very much enjoy that. And I was so happy that it got a nomination for the Golden Globes because I want more comedies to be getting these nominations. Yes, I agree completely. Also, um, this movie I watched, uh, The Mar The Mauritanian. Oh, yeah. The Jodie Foster one. Jodie Foster, uh, Tahir Rahim is the one who plays the main character. Shailene Woodley's in it. Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, playing a Southern soldier again (laughs) there are other actors that's all i'm gonna say i love him he does not need to be playing southern gentleman no he's he does great as a british british man ah don't get me wrong invitation game when he played alan turing loved that movie that was my favorite movie of that year i thought he should have won that year like I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but my God, <laughs> like, mm. are we out of Southern? Like my Lord. And he did it in August of Huge County. He did it in um, 12 Years a Slave. It was just like, oh, why yeah. is this guy oh, everywhere yeah. playing Southern people when he, it's just, it does not work for me. Dog. Um, <laughs> it's a no for me. A no anyway, <laughs> that movie was incredible. It's about this man who was suspected to be involved with 9-11. So they threw him in Guantanamo Bay, never actually charged him. That, and yeah. then it's, I watched it because I thought it was going to get some nominations after Jodie Foster won the Globe. And, mm-hmm. and I was just riveted the whole time. So I highly recommend that movie, The Mauritanian. Mm-hmm. Keep mispronouncing it, but definitely check it out when it comes to a streaming service near you. It was so good. Okay, yeah, I'll keep, that was on our list until it like didn't get nominated. Um, so I will put it back on the list. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you, Joe, for being here and chatting with me and uh, filling the space in my life that is empty from Aurelia at this moment in time. You're so welcome. Thank you for not telling the actual reason why Aurelia is not here, which is I refuse to be seen with her anymore. Aurelia <laughs> has a very checkered past. Um, uh, I feel like I've told this story one million times, but it's a really funny Aurelia story and you probably heard it. I, we worked together. So we obviously all met through our improv troupe, Indie Prog. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Aurelia mentioned like, Hey, there's this opening at my, my job that I think you'd be good at. And three interviews later, fine. I got, I got a position at her company and I'm still there. So we worked together for a while and I was kind of like, I don't want to say assistant because it's not what it was, but I very much was her like helper with all the things she needed to get done just throughout the day. So it was very much a, Joe, you did this wrong. Well, Aurelia, you told me wrong. Just like, just like brother, sister bickering back and forth for fun. It, everything was fine. I don't think anyone had actually got mad. And I guess she could speak to that next week. But um, I always like to go pick up lunch for people because I need to leave the office in order to get through the day. And uh, so I was just like, hey, does anybody need anything? Does anybody need anything? So that was kind of always my role. There was a day I had a doctor's appointment and I was coming in and I texted the girls on my team like, hey, I'm, I'm coming in now. Does anyone want me to stop anywhere for them? And she's like, oh, I placed an order for Panera Bread. Can you go, can you pick it up? I said, absolutely. It's right on my way. No problem. I picked it up. Apparently she had also ordered a lemonade, which I was oh. not aware of. They did not put a cup in the bag. I, I was unaware. Mm-hmm. So I, I dropped it off at work and I went to sit at my desk and she was like, oh, did you get my lemonade? And I said, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't even know you ordered it. She's like, yeah, I did. I said, oh, well, do you want me to go back? And she said, yeah. (gasps) Like joking or like real? For real, because I then went back and got it. (laughs) Because I felt bad. And I was like, well, I I understand. Like when I don't get my full order, I get upset. And, 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 to Aurelia's credit, it was, it's right by our work. It's, it's like across, it's like one street light down the way. So uh-huh. it's fine. But as I left, the other workers were like, I cannot believe you made him do that. Like, <laughs> I know my, I'm torn about the story because on the one hand, I mean, I love Aurelia. And I also know. I'm like, women need to speak up for what they 100%. want, what they need and put themselves first. But at the same time, I'm like, I would just be like, what lemonade? I didn't order a lemonade. Are you kidding? Like, I would, I'd be like, actually, I'll go get you a lemonade. Like, I would try to do some weird opposite situation. Um, Wow, that's so funny. 
Well, and I will, like, we talk about it, like, all the time at work. And so I'll text her uh, every so often, like, I said, do you remember that day you made me go back to get the lemonade for you? And she goes, hell yeah. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> it's a power move. It's a power yeah, move. It was. Well, we love Aurelia, and we will hear from Aurelia next week. Her side of the story. Exclusive. Tell all. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> uh. Joe, thanks for hanging out. Thank you for having me. I, I, I basically asked you to have me on and you said yes, and I appreciate that. I wanted to have you on. <laughs> okay, thank you. that works too. Thanks for listening to Girls Just Wanna. If you've made it this far, we consider you a close and personal friend. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Interested in being a guest? Send us an email at girlsjustwannapod at gmail.com. We love you. We love you. you. Bye. Bye.